Good evening, grave robbers, and welcome to the television graveyard. We are your TV necromancers, Laura Prince and Noel Woolahan. We have come here tonight to examine the spirits of past television shows, to find out which ones could be resurrected, should be resurrected, and which ones should just stay doomed. This is a podcast in which we analyze the history, the hype, and the aftermath of shows that ran only one season, including some that have run only one episode. And this week, we are going to a dark place. With me, as always, is TV's Noah Houlihan. Blood. Blood? Blood. 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 And a little bit of sick. This week, we are doing the 2004 show... Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. Woohoo! Uh, this was a BBC show that did air on Adult Swim. Yes. And ran only one series, which is how uh, the British would say season. Oh. Yeah. Um, Weird. Yeah, they, they call it series instead of season. So I guess we could say one series or less. Oh, okay. Uh, this ran for six episodes. This was... um, this, And this ran on Adult Swim as well. Yes, yes. This came over on Adult Swim right, I think, right after Mighty Boosh. Okay. Because I was into Mighty Boosh and, uh, uh, what's his name? Uh, his name's impossible to pronounce. Agonogni or whatever. Richard Ayoade. Ayoade was also in Mighty Boosh. Yes. And. He's best known as Moss in the IT crowd. Yes. And he's, he doesn't act weird. <laughs> and when I say act weird, I mean perform weird in Mighty Boosh. It's only this show and the IT crowd where he's a weird actor. Uh, but I was into Mighty Boosh and then I started to watch uh, Garth Marenghi. And I remember like feeling like it was hit or miss when I watched it on Adult Swim. Yeah. But I mean, that's probably because it was like 1 a.m. on a Sunday. Yeah, it aired as part of the Brit block on Adult Swim. Yes. Which didn't even start airing till midnight on Fridays. That sounds about right. So these these aired pretty late. Right, because it was that and Look Around You, right? Yeah, and yeah. The Mighty Boosh and The British Office. Yeah, I never watched The British Office when it was on Adult Swim. I'm gonna be honest, I don't care for The British Office. No? So you know how I don't particularly love the first season of The American Office? Yes. That's a more direct adaptation of The British Office with... Uh, the Michael Scott character mm-hmm. being a giant D-bag. Right. And the American office corrected for it and was like, oh, Steve Carell's too likable for this. Yeah. And they created Michael Scott as being this very different character. Mm-hmm. And that works better to me. That makes sense. Yeah. But let's talk about Garth Morangi. Yeah. Who is Stephen King. <laughs> I, I but actually, bad. I have in my notes that it's, uh, it reminds me of Castle. Kind of, yeah. Uh, in the beginning. Because I thought that Garth Marenghi was going to be uh, directly. Like, I thought it was going to be him solving crimes. But what it is, is he is playing a doctor. Yes. Solving crimes. Yes. Yeah, so the, the setup is each episode starts with Garth Marenghi reading some of his book. Yes. Uh, just one of the books. <laughs> An excerpt that's always horrifically written it's usually the same word repeated over and over again yes and then he's very proud of himself 
Something was pouring from his mouth. He examined his sleeve. Blood? Blood. Crimson, copper-smelling blood. His blood. 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 And bits of sick. Then he explains that he created the show Dark Place that has never aired. But for some reason, Channel 4 now wants to air it. So he goes into his closet and pulls out an episode and introduces it and explains that there will be interviews with the cast intercut yeah. with this episode to kind of put it into like perspective. Yes, and with every episode. Yes. They're hard up for programming on Channel 4. Like something got preemptively canceled. Yeah. And they didn't have enough programming to fill the time. Yeah, so they turned to Garth Marenghi. And the show in the 80s had been uh, preempted by Who's the Boss rerun, is the story. In oh, the- yeah. Yes. <laughs> Which I thought was very funny. Because, like, it's so strange. Every episode starts with an intro from Garth Marenghi. Yes. Followed by, like, an intro for just Channel 4. Yes. Followed by, like, the theme song for Darth Marenghi. Which is still Darth Marenghi, Garth Marenghi talking. It's yes. still him being like, I'm Garth Marenghi. It's very Twilight Zone-y. Yes. I'm Garth Marenghi. Author, Dreamweaver, Visionary, plus actor. You are about to enter the world of my imagination. You are entering my dark place. most of it's very mock twilight zone it's very 80s looking it has that very uh look the whole thing is that it's a low budget 80s show and they have a lot of fun with that yes so we open on a beautiful young blonde woman with the voiceover that we're going to find is garth Marenghi's character Mm -hmm. but we see this beautiful young blonde woman just walking into a hospital trying to get a job yes and she's hired on the spot (laughs) well she also has a, a a cat says to her psychically, you should leave. Yes. And she says out loud, Funny, that cat just told me to leave. Yeah, she has the gift. Yeah, she has she has uh, psychic powers. There is a very weird effect after she is hired. She shakes hands with one of the other doctors, mm-hmm. uh, Dr. Sanchez. Yes. Who I was super excited to find out who he was. And... Well, well who don't... Don't leave us with bated breath here. He is the boss from the IT crowd. He's Denim. Yes, the, the second season boss of yes. the IT crowd. Uh, yeah. I love this guy. I I love him and everything he's in. Because he's also the, the shyster teacher in Community. Oh my god, you're right. <laughs> he teaches you how to, how to griff. Yeah, he's the grifting teacher. Oh, he's great. He's... Crazy funny. He is 
very, very funny. His name is Matt Berry, is the actor. Yes. Uh, he plays an actor named Todd Rivers, who is playing Lucian Sanchez. Yes. Oh, he's great. Yeah, so... We're, I did not realize he was the uh, the grifting teacher in Community. That's amazing. Yes. <laughs> the way he talks is... He's kind of like a British Captain Hammer. Yes. <laughs> and that's not the first... Um, Oh, he's Reinholm. Excuse me. Denim was the first season. Oh, um, Reinholm. Yes. So, like, that's... It's a really... He's such a good character actor. And Nathan Fillion-esque is very... Mm-hmm. He is British Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He's handsome. And that tends to be what he does. Yeah. Is, like, handsome and weird. <laughs> he is uh, still working. He is in Disenchantment. He's in What We Do in the Shadows. He's in Archer. He's doing great. Yeah, he's good. He's hilarious. Yeah, good for him. I like him a lot. So back to, she she falls. She like has a psychic attack when she touches him. Yeah. And she falls. And maybe it was because we had just watched the Dear Sister sketch from SNL. Yeah. But when she falls, that's exactly what it looks like. Yes. Like this melodramatic fall where you see her kind of like bounce on the floor a little bit. Mm -hmm. She falls so hard. Yeah. And what's great is, and I won't, I won't say it yet. But they are building to a punchline that will come in, I think, either the next episode or the third episode. Yes. And uh, they do an establishing shot of Dark Place Hospital. Yes. And Which it's... is clearly a model. Oh, it's clearly a painting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's not even a 3D model. Like, it is a, it is a painting that changes based on whatever they need it to look like. Right. Uh, so it's... But it's very clearly this cheap... Oh, here's the establishing shot of the hospital. It is a painting. Mm-hmm. Uh, my next note is, it's Moss! It's Moss! <laughs> because I didn't know Richard Ayoade was in this. Richard Ayoade was mm-hmm. in this. Uh, so I was super excited. He is Dean Lerner. Is yes. the name of the actor playing Thornton Reed. Yes. And they cut to him in like an interview. And he's smoking. Which yes. is weird to see on television that... As it is. And he says, so I've never acted before. So I didn't know if I was okay for this part. But they said, you're not here to act. You're here to deliver the truth. And that's what I did. And then it cuts to the worst performance an actor can do. Like he's talking way too fast. He keeps looking into the camera. Dean's not an actor. I warned Garth. Um, I said, I'm not an actor, and um, he said, I'll always remember this, that he didn't want an act, he wanted the truth. So, um, here is uh, Dean Lerner playing Thornton Reed, not putting on an act, but putting on the truth. Listen up, ladies, we've got a situation. A little lass has just cracked her nut, and if she croaks, my ass is grass. To me, it's inspired, (laughs) knowing that Richard Ayoade is a very talented actor. Um, yeah. It's got to be hard to override all the things you know mm-hmm. and intentionally do them wrong. Yeah, like, usually whenever he's talking, there's a moment where there's a jump cut out of nowhere. And he, he just talks way too fast, and then he loves to pound the table. Yes. It is... I, I was so excited to see him. And that when they have the smoking... It's another nod to the period piece aspect. They do a yeah. really good job 
of making this look old. Mm-hmm. So we also see uh, Garth Marenghi's character, who I, at this point, do not know his name in my notes, so it's mm-hmm. Marenghi. Uh, his character's name is Rick Daglas. Yeah, and they call him Dag. Yes. And we see him visit a sick child, but all it is is, uh, it's a tell not show about what a good doctor Daglas is. <laughs> yes, I love that they do this because it's just this kid like, that's my boss. Gotta go. They work you too hard here. They should pay you a hero's wage. You're a good kid. And you're a great doctor. <laughs> like, with a show like this, it is so easy to write it off as a bad show. But the care they put into making it such a bad show oh, is spectacular. Stylistic suck is one of the hardest things to pull off. Because, like, either it actually sucks... Or you nail it. And I think it's about a 90-10 split when you're trying mm-hmm. to make something look like it's bad. 90% of the time it is bad. Yeah. But when you hit that like golden 10% where it's intentional mm-hmm. stylistic issues and then it's still good. And this show hits that 10% most of oh, the time. God, yeah. So uh, we learned who everything is. We learned who everyone is through... Um, these voiceovers, because everything in this is bad writing. So they're telling instead of showing. Yes. We don't learn anything about anyone that we are not explicitly told. Mm-hmm. And uh, they try to do, like, brisk dialogue, like brisk patter Yeah. between them. Like, you know, cop show or medical show banter. Mm-hmm. And they fail because uh, Thornton Reed can't get the timing. Right. So it's this, like, this very good way of failing. Mm-hmm. Marenghi announces, or Daglas announces that he uses sarcasm as a defense mechanism instead of letting us learn that over time. Yeah. He and Liz are talking. And we find out that Liz can hear Daglas's thoughts. And she does a special effect that I'm going to pull a deep cut that you will get here. Mm-hmm. The special effect in her eyes is identical to the little-known WCW uh, 7 promo. Whoa! So, Goldust was going to have that 7 gimmick. In in WCW. That was like a creepy child molester. And in the promo, which I've watched, he's like up in this kid's bedroom talking about how he's going to like possess this kid. And then the kid's eyes go black. Yeah. And this is genuinely fairly disturbing for WCW. Mm-hmm. And that's the exact effect Liz Asher's eyes do here. Yeah. And it's actually a little disquieting because so many of the other effects are obvious failures mm-hmm. that this one kind of almost works. Deep cut wrestling <laughs> yeah. reference from me. That's not even the, like <laughs> the effect co- the effect coming up might be my favorite effect in the history of television. <laughs> so we then hear that uh, Mar- Daglas's best friend Larry is there. <laughs> and he's in room 213. And Daglas runs to him. Yes. And then what happens? <laughs> he just walks in. He's like, Dag- or Daglas is the name, right? Yes. Daglas. And he shakes violently and explodes. Yes. But his head is still alive. <laughs> he's, well, first he's like, oh, is he okay? 
head like it really hurts, Dag. So he puts him out of his misery and smashes the head with a hammer? Yes. <laughs> it makes absolutely no sense. And then it cuts to an interview with uh, uh, Dean. Yes. And he's like, I don't know how he brought that out of him, but he was working something out in that room. <laughs> It is absolutely ridiculous. So then, uh, <laughs> Larry's death is open to portal. <laughs> you you get the speech from from Dag, yeah, where he's like, Larry was a colleague of mine when I first started here at Dark Place. God, he was brainy and brave. Saved my life once. I saved his life twice. So I was one up. We made a pact to push each other's minds to the limit and beyond. Naturally, we both became fascinated with the occult. One night, Larry suggested we try and open the gates of hell right here in the canteen. I pleaded with him. I said, no, don't. But he insisted. That night, we performed the rite and opened the gate. Halfway through, I went to the kitchen to fix us both a coke float. But by the time I got back, He'd gone insane. Plus, he'd left the gate open and there was evil everywhere. That is the story. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, there's a great line of, right now, there's a half-price sale on weird. <laughs> like, this is the kind of, like, everyone makes jokes about CSI's, mm-hmm. um, CSI Miami, mm-hmm. having the, yeah, puns with the sunglasses falling. Yeah. And that's what this reminds me of an attempt at? See, what it reminds me of is X-Men. Okay. When she says... uh, You know what happens to a toad that was struck by lightning. Yeah. The same thing that happens to everybody else. And it came out that Josh Whedon wrote that line. And it was meant to be, like, said as, like... A Joss Whedon line. Yeah, a Joss Whedon line. And she delivered it like it was King Lear, I think is what he says. Imagine a show of nothing but that. Yes. Of just terrible lines delivered like they're Shakespeare. That's what this show is. So, then we're at Larry's funeral. And at the funeral, the casket begins to rock violently. And then Larry springs out whole. (laughs) Jumps out and just, he's just shaking. Yes. (laughs) Blah, 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 blah. And Daglas is going to shoot him, but also shoots uh, Larry's mother. <laughs> Just cause. Uh, which is very the, you know, violence is a punchline mm-hmm. thing that I've never cared for. And then uh, Reed gets a rifle and just starts shooting. Yeah. And shoots pretty much everyone who isn't a lead. Th- there's this, like, weird thing that it's never addressed but it seems like every guy in the cast wanted to fire guns constantly. Yes. Because there are so many shots of them just firing a gun at the camera. <laughs> yes. And it was like this male power fantasy. Yeah. So, and then Daglas uses a flamethrower. Yeah. Which is important. <laughs> and so then, like, they win the battle. Yeah. And... Reed embraces Liz and grabs her butt as Daglas leaves, and then every episode ends the same way. Yeah, and there's something in particular I want to talk about this one. Yeah? 
They all end with Dag on the roof, smoking a cigarette, like reflecting on the day. Yes. Uh, and there's like a voiceover. Like it's usually not, there's not usually any talking here. It's usually just a voiceover while he stares out into the distance. Yeah. In this shot, in the first episode, Dag is in a sling mm-hmm. that is never explained. Yeah. It like just it's like just a random continuity error. And it made me think of Kung Pao Enter the Fist. Fair. Where just things are there for reasons. <laughs> like the I there's a shot in uh uh Kung Pao Enter the Fist where he walks in, he's standing there, and he's just holding the skeleton of a fish. Never comes up again. Yep. Like that weird just like, why did that happen? Uh yeah, like, how it's the anti-community. Because community, everything in the background is there for is, a reason. Yeah, matters. Like, community is fascinating for that. Mm-hmm. This is the opposite of that. Yeah. So, episode two. Um, so, we open on Garth Marenghi, who is, you know, talking about, like, now get comfortable on your sofa, your chair, or beanbag, if that's how you choose to live your life. <laughs> Which is such a great line. Yeah. Uh Garth Marenghi delivers a lot of gold by accident. Yes, he does. And then we get to, uh, we get into the show. Mm-hmm. And again, it's the, we, we hear how special Rick Daglas is. It's a lot of how he's this hotshot special yeah, doctor. he's the greatest. Who's that? He has a special aura around him. <laughs> like, literally, that's a line. And Daglas is bullying Liz, and Liz is like, I deserve it. The, the the Liz joke, it gets me every time. Yeah. There will be a moment where Liz something says something, it cuts to another character telling her to shut up, and then when it cuts back, her mascara has run all the way down her face. Yes. Like, instantly. It happens four or five times. I burst out laughing every time. Yes, you do. And it also is trying to show that out of everyone we're seeing... She's the only one that knows how to act. I would say arguably Todd Rivers can act. He, like, uh, the guy who plays Sanchez. Right. He does a decent job. He he acts on the level of, like, a Nathan Fillion. Yeah. He's good at playing that character. Yeah, like, he does well in that role. Mm-hmm. So they're in line, and there's a delay on chicken in the lunchroom. Yes! And the chef is played... By my boy, Stephen Merchant. Yes! I screeched when I was like, It's Stephen Merchant! Because I love Stephen Merchant. Wheatley! I I was super happy. And so Liz complains, and Stephen Merchant uh, slaps Liz's tray away, and she gets super hangry. And her psychic powers uh, manifest, and she goes full carry. Yes. She attacks the chef by bludgeoning him with a ladle, Mm -hmm. and by stabbing him with a meat fork. We know he's not dead because he appears later in the series. Yes, he does. But it really seems like he's dead. Mm -hmm. And they're trying to find out who attacked the chef and they all accuse the temp. Liz is telekinetic, but no one suspects her. Even though we've established that she has psychic powers. Yeah, it's weird. And so the the temp, Daglas and Sanchez are like in the basement trying to find the cause of what has happened. And every time somebody says something misogynist... Liz explodes. Yeah. And I don't mean like explodes like Larry exploded. I mean like she attacks them with something. Yes. 
Thornton, uh, Thornton Reed tells Liz, oh, stop dreaming about lipstick. And she sends a stapler flying at him. And again, this is the stylistic suck. We can see the strings. Yes. On everything she's levitating. It's amazing. And uh, there's a great scene that shows how good Matt Berry, who plays Rick Sanchez, or plays Luton. He plays Rick Sanchez? I knew I was going to screw that up. <laughs> Lucian Sanchez, Rick Daglas. Um, so there's a great thing with Matt Berry as a physical comedian, as Lucian Sanchez has to have a fight with his own gun. Oh, yes. his gun turns on him to attack him. Mm-hmm. I know when we summarize these plots, they don't seem to make a lot of sense. They don't make sense in the show either. No, it doesn't. So, uh, the gun telekinetically chases Sanchez down the hallway. And Daglas leaves the tent behind when he realizes it's Liz who's behind the attacks. And jumps on the elevator and tells the temp, like, don't be a hero, don't follow me. Yes. And then we get this uh, slow motion sequence. Yes, where he's running down the hallway. Which is mysteriously lit with full Phantom of the Opera candelabras. Yes. And this is where they cut to the interview. And Dean Lerner says... There's a lot of slow motion. The episodes were running up to eight minutes under. The only way to stretch them out was with slow motion. And we tried to keep the slow motion away from the dialogue as much as possible. But anything without dialogue was considered for slow motion. That And, like, it's such a great joke because it gives you license to just do it whenever. Yes. And also, it made the previous episode funnier because there was random slow-mo in that as well. Yeah. So, like, if you have that memory of, like, man, there's a lot of slow-mo. Oh, wow, they explained it. It's yeah. just great. So... Liz and Daglas have a confrontation, and he she attacks him with a fire extinguisher, and then she Sonic screams at the temp who manages to get there, and then impales the temp with everything in a toolbox. Yes, to the point it's it's very Family Guy-y of yeah. like it is a very long bit. Yes, she stabs him with everything in the toolbox. Well, this is where they start like reusing footage. Yes. There's a shot of her like flying and screaming and turning mm-hmm. that they cut to at least nine times. Yes. <laughs> it's just leaning into that like we had to extend this episode somehow. Yes. So then um, Rick screams out and then Liz screams and the temp screams and there's like 30 seconds where everyone on screen is screaming. Yes. In slow-mo. And then, as the temp dies, Liz falls over, completely spent, and the clouds over Dark Place clear. And uh, the temp dies in Daglas's arms, very dramatically. Mm-hmm. Sanchez is fine. The candles go out, and the elevator closes. And it's like, the, the closing of our story. And then we cut to the next day, and Liz is like, I'm sorry for my girlish outburst. I baked buns to apologize. <laughs> yes. And then Daglas says, like, oh, I could use a drink. And Liz goes, as long as it's not a screwdriver. Yeah. And, then and they, they all laugh. They all laugh for too long. Yes. <laughs> and then uh, we end on Daglas up on the roof being a misogynist. Yes. Um, so then uh, 
we have episode three. Yes. Maya, this is such a weird episode, and my notes on it are even weirder. Okay. Um, cause can you can you see my notes? Like uh, episode three, uh, dead people books bite me, alien child, green eye with a dick. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna be honest. I'm confused by my own notes. This, this is the one where he has the eye child. Yeah, he, he has, has the eye child. Okay, because there's a lot of stuff in here that like I need to talk about. Yeah. Uh, there's this birth sequence where an actor complains a lot, but he has to give birth to this giant eye. Yes. And my notes are: What am I gonna say? After all, Stephen King had all of the kids from It run a train on Bev in the book. <laughs> well, <laughs> so like. We want to, Garth Marenghi is Stephen King. I think we all kind of collectively forget how much cocaine Stephen King was doing in the 70s and yeah. 80s and how weird some of his work was as a result of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the man gives birth after this eye alien rapes him. Yes. He gives birth and they call the child Skipper. Yes. The episode is called Skipper the Eye Child. Yes. And. This brings me to one of my favorite scenes. Oh, God. It's not the scene you're thinking of, I'm guessing, based on that reaction. No, I... I... It's the scene where he's driving. Oh, that's what I thought it was. The scene where he's driving is amazing. The car, like, on the video, we're going to put a picture of the car up, please. Oh, yeah, definitely. I can't describe the car. Can you describe the car? It's a golf cart. Yes. He's in a golf cart. A fan is blowing on him. They're shaking it, and he's in a black room. Yes. And it's just kind of like him thinking, and you get that, that like, voiceover, while he has this child, and he's trying to figure out, like, what he's going to do with this monster. Uh, and they're shaking the car, and then he ends up at, like, the end of a hallway, is usually where the car thing ends. This cracks me up, because they did this in the movie Saw. Yeah. There's a scene in Saw where there's a like a car chase scene and it's very clearly cars in a garage that are, are not well lit being shaken. That's hysterical. And it like it took me out of the and you know how much I love the Saw movies. Yeah. It takes me right out of the movie when I saw it and I was just like, "Oh, this is terrible." In the sequel, they do it again. And but the sequel you're like you have the budget for so a car. I into the theater, yelled, you have money now! <laughs> and then I, I will admit, super upset they didn't do it in any of the following Saw movies. So it's just like, every Saw movie needs to have this scene where they're in cars. But like, the little touches like that where it's like, well, let's just have him sit in a golf cart. Yeah, so Beautiful. Douglas steals the eye child. Yes. To raise his own because he doesn't trust anybody... Not to hurt the child. And everyone's trying to find out what happened to the eye child. And Reed actually, uh, Thornton Reed knows. Yeah. Like he strongly suspects Douglas has it and is interviewing him about it. And so Liz decides she's going to try to get information out of Douglas, who is reading Garth Marenghi's book. Yeah, and just singing the praises of it. <laughs> uh, and he uses a photo of his own son as a bookmark. And he drops it and Liz picks up the bookmark. And his own son is half Grasshopper. Yeah, that's right. I forgot all about this. So, like, and his own son was also named Skipper. Mm-hmm. So he is 
named this eye child after his lost or deceased son, who we don't know what has happened. And then he thinks about the eye child, but Liz hears his thoughts. Yes, because she has the gift. And then we have this post-fencing scene where Liz and Sanchez have, like, a slap-slap kiss relationship. Right. Where they're, like, bantering after fencing for some reason. Yeah, that was weird and out of nowhere. And, like, she fills him in. It's like exposition dump. Yeah. So, Daglas is clearly using the child as a replacement for his dead son. And then, uh, my next line is, oh my god, a musical number. As he sings a lullaby yes. to, his, to Skipper. Now, I, I believe this is also when we get the line. It, mu- it might be the, the Scotch Mist episode, where he says... Oh, writers who use subtext, and they're all cowards. Okay? And because everything is just stated so bluntly in this. Yeah. That That's the quote of the show. <laughs> yes. Um, so then, Sanchez comes... They all confront Daglas in the hospital. And Daglas easily dispatches everybody because he's the best fighter, because he's the best person. Exactly. But, uh... He realizes that he can't keep Skipper the Eye Child and begs to hold Skipper one last time before he's taken away. Oh, well, first, b- before before we get to that scene, yeah, he gets to the roof and yes. he's holding the, the Eye Child and Liz walks over and they're like, just give it to Liz. And he goes, at that moment, I knew exactly what I needed to do. Oh, that's right. And he just punches her in the face. Yes. And to me, that is so funny to to think about this airing on Adult Swim. Yeah. Because we kind of, we always poke at Adult Swim for the way that they treat women yep. and the violence as a punchline. Yeah. To do it in this show where the whole punchline is, this isn't okay and this is how you don't make a TV show. Yeah. And the fact that that's always happening on Adult Swim slayed me. Yeah, like I... It, it works because of that. Like, mm-hmm. notice that I'm not as mad at this show. Yeah. It's not like a death clock death where it's just like, oh, like gore and stuff like that. Because after he punches Liz, he throws someone off the roof. Yeah. And like, I was just like, that guy is dead. <laughs> like that, that was a murder he yeah, just did. Like such a disposable action hero moment. Because whenever you see an action hero, they're always throwing people off roofs. And yeah. Like, but that's what Berengi is trying to sell us Daglas as, this action hero detective doctor. Yeah. Because it's his dream. So he begs to hold Skipper one more time, and then Skipper just bites Daglas, mm-hmm. who hysterically murders the eye child. Yes. And, like, it is the most... Com- it's the This is the death yeah. Uh, like, you know it's coming a mile away. Because I think I actually said out loud, it's going to bite him. Yes, you did. It was still really funny. It really was. Because, <laughs> like, they're in this situation where if it's bad, of course. <laughs> like, you can't blame them for it being predictable because it's not a good show. Right. So, Reed consoles a morning Daglas. It's the best acting we see from Thornton Reed, mm-hmm. um, who, again, is played by Dean Lerner. Right. Uh, I want to remind people that he's played by Dean Lerner because I have a reveal later. Um, and then for this one, Sanchez and Liz join Daglas on the roof in the last scene. Right. 
And this show ends with an in-memoriam for Skipper, killed by wasps, who was a dog. <laughs> so it's like Marenghi's dog was named Skipper. Yeah. So you get the idea that he's not working. While Daglas is working through the grief of for his son, it was Marenghi trying to work through the grief for his dog. Yeah. Uh, this. Oh, this next one's even weirder. This is a weird show. It's like, super weird. I know it feels like we're speeding through the plot, but the plots don't make a lot of sense. Yeah, the point of this is not to get enriched in the plot. It's to watch a show be unbelievably terrible. But, like, people incapable of doing the job trying really hard. Yes. So this is uh, the water coolers... A mysterious green fog comes over Dark Place, and all the water turns green. Yes. And Sanchez drinks it and becomes a were-ape. Yes. And th- this is a great time to put this up. Uh, there's a moment where Dag is about to drink the water. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, you know, I'll go take care of it. Let me just get a water first. And he fills up this cup. That's clearly green. Yeah, like glowing green. And then as he's about to sip it, he pauses for like two seconds. And then someone says, Dag. And he puts the water down. Like clearly he was supposed to be interrupted, but they missed their cue. Oh, that's so good. They do this like a bunch of times. Like there's a bunch of times where like he's walking away and he stops abruptly. And then the actor says, wait. Like just little things like that. Like, that have to be hard to do correctly. Yeah, to do it wrong so right. Yeah, oh, it's so good. So, we then get another scene where we are reminded that Daglas is a gifted pediatrician by a child. Yes. Who owes Daglas his life. In a cutaway, we find out Dean Lerner punched the child actor? <laughs> yeah! I punched um, one of the child actors who was working on set because they um, were rude about Garth writing. It was more of a back of the hand than a punch. But they came up in a big red bruise. Someone took a photo of it, blah, blah, blah. Cry, cry, cry. I don't see it as a problem. The interviews get increasingly weird and disturbing. Yeah, Especially yeah. from Dean Lerner. Mm-hmm. Um, this episode is where they start to really turn. Yes. Um... So then Liz also drinks the water, but regresses much harder into being an ape than Sanchez does. Sanchez is still, like, mostly human. Well, about that. Okay. I took this to be that Liz could pull off acting like an ape while, uh, what's the other character's name? Sanchez. Sanchez, like, just put on makeup and was like, I'm an ape. Look at me, I'm a monkey. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was that or the show being intentionally misogynist again. See, I I took it the other way, where it's just like, Sanchez is unable to actually act like another character, to actually act like a monkey. But Liz is all over it because she's actually talented. Yeah, her actress can do it. That makes sense. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I wasn't sure, because both of those are really plausible. The show also just being crappy to her character is also... Par. There's a moment where they're standing next to each other, and <laughs> Dean's like, look at them. They're animals. And Liz is, like, all over the place, and he's just standing there. That's pretty funny. Yes. 
Uh, so then we have Daglas falls asleep for a month for no reason. Right. What is this about? It's, it's so it can flash forward to like everyone in the hospital is now an ape. Yes. <sighs> so then uh, Reed has also not fallen to it yet. And they decide they need to figure out what's in, they figure out it's in the water supply. Yeah. Reed and uh, Daglas. So Daglas goes down into the basement because again they have this basement. Right. Into water and mirror storage. <laughs> yes. And ape people are peeing in the water supply and also on Sanchez. Yeah, there's just a lot of pee jokes here. Well, there's also like this kind of starts the uh, humiliation of Sanchez's character. Right. Like this episode starts that trend and you get the idea that Marenghi is threatened by the fact that Sanchez is a more handsome act. Sanchez yeah. is played by a younger, more handsome man. So he wants so, to put him in a terrible situation. So he constantly does things that make him less hot, less desirable, less, uh, less cool. Yeah. So like they make, uh, they make Sanchez play the fool a lot so that yes. Daglas can look better. Yeah, it can have all the glory. A lot of Hulk Hogan booking going on. Here. Yes. Uh, there is a comedy chase scene through a playground and through like boxes. Is this the bicycle scene? Yeah. Brilliant. Yes. There, there's a bicycle chase scene that happens. Yep. But they play motorcycle sounds. Yes. Over everything. Yes. Uh, and Dean shows up on a bicycle with a shotgun. Yes, because he wanted to shoot guns real bad. <laughs> Amazing. So then... We have some, like, comically bad ADR looping of scenery because they say, like, we forgot to explain what happened. Right. So there's, like, bad dialogue looping mm -hmm. so that they can explain what... Again, the stylistic choice to look terrible done properly. Right, right. Because it is so bad. It's There's no way it was ever intended to look good. And then uh, we find out that the reason we haven't heard from the actress who plays Liz is because she's missing and presumed dead. Yes. And Dean uh, Dean Lerner makes some very specific remarks of like where her body would be if there was a body. I reckon she's probably somewhere in the Eastern Block. That's my hunch. Do you think she's still alive then? No, I think she's probably just buried in the Eastern Block. And like, this is... I. I... I wasn't a big fan of this. Yeah. But, like, if there was more of a payoff, I would get it. Instead of it just being like, <laughs> he killed her. I mean, I kind of feel like that might have been something that they wanted to leave open if it got another series. Yeah. Of, like, they don't want to answer the whole thing in this show. It's possible. It does have a great line, though. It's so hard to watch this episode, knowing that she's now missing, presumed dead, with a presumption heavily on dead. I don't think they'll find anything. But then again, she was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. I forgot about that line. It's a, it, again, it is a perfect line, though. Great line. So, the next episode is the Scotch Mist episode. Yes. Uh, a couple are killed mysteriously on the grounds of Dark Place Hospital. 
And we see Sanchez, Daglas, and Liz studying the two corpses. Uh, we never find out, like, Sanchez is supposed to be a surgeon. Yeah. But he's never doing surgeon things. He's always just kind of hanging out with Daglas. We don't know what Liz actually specializes in. And Daglas is supposed to be a pediatrician. Yes. But they're always the only, they're the only people we see. Uh, th- I think this is an important time to bring up the use of VO. Yes. Like, I think they do it especially here because they're not in, they're not on the set. Yeah. But anytime, like, there's somewhere where it's not clearly a set, th- they, I guess, did not bring microphones. Yes. Because everything is just voiceover. And, like, they're, they're like, usually, like, far away. <laughs> and the lighting's not very good. The lighting's bad. And it's clearly them in a studio saying the lines. And it doesn't match what's happening. Yes. It's... These are things that I love that you catch. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I'm taking notes and, like, I won't see more subtle yeah. uh, visual cues like that. They do it a lot in this episode. Because they're outside in this episode. Yes. So... Uh, there's this, like, pattern, uh, drawn on their faces, and there's piles of porridge everywhere, and when, uh, Daglas, when, uh, Sanchez goes, I wonder what killed them, Daglas goes, haven't the foggiest? Because there's <laughs> fog everywhere, and he goes, I made that up in the car. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, Liz has a vision, after, after Daglas figures out it's the scotch mist from the pattern on their faces and the piles of porridge. Liz has a vision and she screams and gets this, cr- like, actually genuinely creepy vision of the ghosts. Like, right. it's one of the few scenes that's shot really well and is genuinely creepy. Right. Which also feels really authentic to me. Because in these old, low-budget, crap horror shows, there often was one or two moments that you'd be like, oh, that's actually kind of scary. Right. Like, think about, like, Goosebumps or Are You Afraid of the Dark that were, like, low-budget early 90s shows but occasionally would hit something that you'd be like oh oh no Mm -hmm. like the monster that comes out of the pool yeah that was a bad one like you know that show hasn't been on it well they they brought it back literally today oh um but they you know we can think about this 20 years after that show aired and you can picture the thing coming out of the pool or the ghastly grinner yes so having one or two genuinely creepy moments in the show works because most of these shows did right um think about like the nightmare fuel page on tv tropes right so liz has the vision she screams daglas hits her and then we get a cutaway to dean Lerner talking about how the fog was poisonous yeah it was legitimately poisonous and he's like we lost two people but they were two techies so it's fine hey you just replace them with another one it's no one cares so, uh, Jim, who's another doctor, uh, survives a, an attack by the Scotch Mist. And so they all get into this, like, safe house. Like a shed that's on the hospital property. Like the groundskeeper shed. Right. And then they yell, move your ass, Liz! Because <laughs> she's one step behind them. <laughs> yeah. Well, this is, again, the VO where it doesn't make sense. Yeah. So you find out... That Daglas is, like, super racist against Scottish people? Yes. So, because this is an English show, so, like, racism against the Scottish makes sense. Yeah, from... that, 
I, I remember watching that in uh, Monty Python. There's a lot of racist towards the Scottish. Yeah, the Scottish and the English are not like the best of friends. <laughs> as seen by the fact that Scotland really tried to get out of the UK. Yeah. So, Daglas realizes that they're after him because he's insulted the Scottish so much. Right. And he, uh, he like, kind of understands and he has to, like, have contrition. Like, he has to do his penance to the Scotch. Uh, so they attack it. He acts like a Highlander and he's brave and he owns his mistake. They dye his hair ginger. Yes. And then the Scottish ghosts forgive Daglas and give him their bagpipes, which he accepts gracefully. Well, it's because he gives them shortbread? Yes. <laughs> and the... the this has to mean something, but he's, he gives him a bag of shortbread. Please accept this shortbread. I'm afraid I can't offer you any salt to go with that. Yeah. And like, it's said in a way that's like, this is supposed to be a joke, but I'm not British and or Scottish enough to understand why it's funny to eat shortbread with salt. So... Shortbread is better with a little bit of salt on it, but you can't put shortbread, in, you can't put salt in the recipe because the way the chemistry is with shortbread, it doesn't like work and it just like would be chunks of salt in your shortbread. Right. So I guess that was like, I can't give you the best possible shortbread. I I feel like there's more of a joke and I'm sure it's racist against Scottish Yeah, people. I like shortbread a lot though. So I just wanted to talk about shortbread. So when he graciously accepts the bagpipes, he goes like, well, what about my hair? And the Scottish ghosts go, it'll grow out. Yeah. So he's just a ginger for the rest of this episode. Mm -hmm. And he goes, I know a little place you can go. It's called To Blazes. I don't know. I don't have the context of that line, but it was funny. (laughs) All right. All right. And then uh, we get uh, Sanchez hitting on Liz, which he does a lot in this episode and the episode after. Uh, Because they suddenly decide to try to throw that in as, like, Sanchez has an unrequited romance for Liz. But Liz has eyes for Daglas, which is another way they try to undercut Sanchez's character. Right. Which they never do more than in the last episode. Daglas, this time he's on the roof playing the bagpipes. Right. (laughs) And they talk about the mist of misunderstanding. And it's, like, attempting to be a very special episode about racism. Mm -hmm. But, like, done poorly. I believe there's a cutaway where Garth or Darth Marangi actually says, I don't like Scottish people. Yeah, like, <laughs> it's him being racist and him trying to, like, but, like, trying to do... Trying to show how great he is by doing this episode, even though he hates the Scottish. Yeah, like, it's a lot. So, episode six... The last episode of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place starts with Garth Marenghi reading a sex scene. Yes. Of his own book. He whisks off her shoes and panties in one movement, wild like an enraged shark, his bulky totem beating a seductive rhythm. Mary's body felt like it was burning, even though the room was properly air-conditioned. They tried all the positions, on top, doggy and normal. And normal. That's right. So, like, referring to the missionary position as normal. (laughs) 
So then we have an orderly uh, is rolling a beautiful young woman on a gurney and he leaves her by an air vent because he wants to go get a cup of coffee. <laughs> and the air vent is leaking neon green smoke. And when he returns, uh, the woman has moss on her fingertips. Yes. So that's the, like the cold open for this episode. And but it's not moss. Yeah. Then we see Douglas, and this is important to the plot. Douglas is driving Sanchez and Liz to work. Right. And they don't thank him. Yes, and they're in the, the, the golf cart that's being shaken. Yes. And we find out that Sanchez has feelings for Liz, and then we get my favorite thing ever. The song. Oh, I forgot all about the song. The song is great. Yeah, it has this ridiculous song. Why won't she be mine? I wish I was more attractive like Douglas. Still, one can only dream. I'm a one-track lover Down a two-way lane Driving fast down the highway Must have been insane Cause the temperature's too high Traveling way too fast And I knew our loving Was too hot to last And of course, because he can't not be in it, Douglas is like playing cool electric guitar. Mm-hmm. And the whole song is about how Sanchez has feelings for Liz, but Liz only has eyes for Douglas. Oh, and uh, Reed Thornton, uh, Thornton Reed raps. Yes. Badly. Very poorly. It's incredible. <laughs> She's smooth, like ice, cold to the touch, and it isn't very nice when you left. Alone, you let you treat you badly if you hang on the phone. Take off. Shove your loving on the wheel, put the pedal to the floor, cause you're heading for the hills, gotta get away, can't take it no Man, you don't need this, leave at the door. He, Sanchez goes to talk to the young green woman, and he begins to develop an attraction with her. Right. And Liz kind of makes a glib comment about the young woman, and we do your favorite sight gag. <laughs> yeah. Shut your mouth, Liz! Immediately running mascara. <laughs> And so Sanchez is taking care of this nameless young woman who is flirting with him a lot. Uh, again, Sanchez is supposed to be a surgeon. Yeah. And then we find out her name is Linda. And she and Sanchez have sex. Yes. And then we get the cutaway where Douglas goes to talk to the hospital chaplain. Right. Which has my favorite line. Because Douglas is worried about Sanchez and worried about like, you know, Linda is dying. Because Linda is dying from her illness, and he doesn't know how to tell Sanchez. And he's, and then he's, like, talking to the chaplain, and the chaplain goes, You'll know what to do. You're the most sensitive man I know. And I know God. <laughs> yes! Which, it's the guy from the Mighty Boosh. Yes. I know God. Oh, he's so, yeah, um, and I... Gra- uh, Graham Lynham. I think it should be mentioned that the disease that she has is she is turning into broccoli. Yes, she's turning into broccoli. And uh, we're finding out that Sanchez is starting to develop the disease. 
uh, sex on you know his genitalia right. from having sex with her. Right. So Douglas tells Sanchez he has to remove Sanchez's penis. Yes. It's the only way he won't die of the illness. Yeah. It's too late for Linda. He doesn't take it well and they have like a fight in a bar. Yes. In the hospital. Yes. You know, the old hospital bar. Sanchez is in surgery having his penis removed when Linda passes away. And she gives Douglas like a wind chime. Yes. For some reason. Like, why? Like the standard symbolic dying lover gift. Yes. That, like, is supposed to mean something, but since we've only spent five, literally five minutes with this character, it doesn't mean anything. Well, there's also this, like, weird scene where Dag is promising all the things Sanchez was going to do with her. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, is lying? Yeah. But, like, it's the scene that should have gone to Sanchez? Yes. But Tag's doing it? Yeah, like, Sanchez doesn't get this dramatic... Again, it's Merengue undercutting Todd Rivers. Yes. Because Todd Rivers, as Sanchez, does not get this romantic parting Mm -hmm. with his love interest. He is having his penis removed so that Daglas gets this dramatic moment Mm -hmm. instead. And again, this like source code is what makes the show work. Yeah, because we didn't mention this. Every episode starts with like, you know, the opening credit things. Yeah. And it says, written and created by Garth Marenghi, starring Garth Marenghi, music by, and then it lists someone else. And then it <laughs> says, theme songs based on melodies originally whispered, uh, whistled. By Garth Marenghi. Yes. So he takes credit for the theme song because oh he God. whistled something. Amazing. Like, stuff like that is so great. And, like... And the uh, credit bump, the credit bumpers, intentionally cut out in the middle. Yeah. To look like a crappily done 80s ad bumper. Yeah. It's amazing. Very well done. So, we finally get... Uh, Sanchez comes back. He has a cane because I guess he needs a cane to walk after his penis removal. Well, I mean, yeah. And he's uh, angry at Douglas. Did you not know that? You you need a cane after a vasectomy. Do you? Yeah. I I don't know that that's true. That is true. It's from Scrubs. I know that limp. You got a vasectomy. Do you really need a cane after a vasectomy? Yeah. Because your dick hurts. Which is also the name of my uh, high school gym teacher. Dick hurts. Okay, apparently you should wear bike shorts for two weeks after. Shout out to Mr. Hertz. Alright, well now I have a weird amount of things about vasectomies in my search history. (laughs) Because I was trying to research that. Because I was like, what? Okay, so he... I guess you would need a cane after you lose your penis. Sure. And he's mad at Daglas, but ultimately, not only thanks Daglas for saving his life, but thanks him for driving him to work earlier. <laughs> yes. He learns a lesson. Yeah. And his lesson is to defer to Daglas at all times. Uh, now, we must have missed it. I don't. I believed it happened in this episode. It might have been the episode before. But there's a whole scene that's missing. Yes. Because they lost the footage. So there's a whole scene that is just Garth Marenghi doing voiceover, like, Polaroids? The next sequence in the show, alas, is lost. 
the pertaining can of film was destroyed in a drink-related misadventure in Fulham. It was an idiotic altercation, which I bitterly regret, both for personal and professional reasons. However, with the aid of some photographic stills taken by the girlfriend of the time, we have reconstructed the missing scenes with added narration from the available cast. I hope that this does not impair your enjoyment of the drama. Sanchez lunges at Reed, but is held down by Douglas. Don't touch it, Sanchez says. Reed calls for backup, and a general anaesthetic is administered by a hospital orderly. Meanwhile, Linda's condition worsens. Sanchez is rushed to surgery in a race against time to stop the infection spreading. Reluctantly and with some difficulty, Douglas and Reed remove the affected penis and leave Sanchez to recuperate. However, it is now too late for Linda. And, like, they have shots of, like, from the scene... And then it would be like, but Sanchez didn't agree. And it's like, Sanchez clearly on his break. Yes. (laughs) Just like sitting and catering. Oh, so good. And like, I had to laugh thinking about like all the different layers of the show. Yeah. And like to have to explain like, all right, I need to take a picture of you looking miserable eating a taco. Why? Well, <laughs> in this scene, it's a fight scene, but we've lost the footage, so I'm going to talk over this Polaroid I'm going to take of you. Okay. <laughs> I always find in TV and movies, the pictures, because you, you need, everyone has pictures and photographs in their life, but I always find the photographs really interesting right. that they use for things. Like, um, they showed this thing of like Betty's locker in Riverdale. And it's a picture of her and her sister in their house. And I was like, I don't know anybody who has, like, just a picture of them and their sister standing in their living room on a normal day. Yeah, yeah, I need it for my locker. <laughs> like, they're always, like, kind of not, that, that like, inauthentic mm-hmm. matter of it. And to me, that's like, oh, they didn't have a good production still of Sanchez, because this show is so bad. yeah. <laughs> That they didn't think about getting production still, so they just have, like, a candid picture somebody took on yeah, a day on set. from, like, a cast party. <laughs> so funny. So then we have, like, Daglas do his on-the-roof thing again. And that's the series. That's a, that's a wrap on Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. What I find fascinating is I had to look up Kingdom Hospital, the Stephen King yes, show. Yes, it feels very Kingdom Hospital. Garth Marenghi's Dark Place aired... It's the last episode, the day before Kingdom Hospital aired its first. That's insanity. <laughs> so, I mean, Kingdom Hospital was probably already in development and production when Dark Place went into production, because I'm sure Dark Place took less time to shoot. Yeah. And, I mean, the IT crowd comes out two years later. Yeah. And because the show didn't get picked up, we have IT crowd. Right. So there's that. There was a spinoff. See, that's what I was going to say. Like, I mean, I'm going to give this, we're going to give it away early. I'm torn on whether or not this is a stay doomed or stay tuned in that, like, for six episodes, they kept doing the same bit of this is a bad show and it didn't get old. Eventually, I feel like it would. Like, if there was six more episodes, I don't know if I could be like, if I get to a point where like, I get it, the show's bad. But there is that, like, through line of subtext underneath it Mm -hmm. that is just like, oh, there's, like, backstage politics happening and it's under the surface, but, like, just enough that you still can see it. I, 
I don't know if this show would work with more episodes. Plus, the whole concept is that it only ran these six episodes. So the next logical thing would be Garth Marenghi's Something Else. Yeah. Is that what we have here? Uh, no. This is Man to Man with Dean Lerner. Dean Lerner has his own show? Dean Lerner had a six-episode talk show. Oh! Spoilers for what's coming up on Stay Tuned. Uh, and the first episode is Garth Marenghi. Really? Yeah, Garth Marenghi is the guest. Oh, the we're gonna episode. have to find this show. So, uh, Dean Lerner is, you know, playing his character from Garth Marenghi's Dark Place. And he has, you know, a range of guest characters. It's really, really fun. And then, like, we see Marenghi's uh, slasher film. Oh, nice. Called Bitch Killer. <laughs> so... I, I feel like that's a natural future episode of Stay Doomed. Yeah, it, this it's the type of humor that just tickles me the right way. That very, um, that very meta humor. That, like, like there's parts of it that reminds me of Kung Pao Winter the Fist. There's parts of it that reminds me of IT Crowd. There's parts of this that remind me of Muppets. I could see that. Of kind of like this weird backstagey. Like, the show is secondary to what is happening to make the show. Uh, yeah. Um, I've got some news for you about Man to Man with Dean Lerner. Yeah? It's literally all on YouTube. Yes! So, uh, that's gonna, that is just, spoilers going to be a future episode. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Um, so for me, this is, I, again, this is one of those hard ones with, it's not bad. Like, it's not a Stay Doomed. But I almost think they could have done, like, a TV movie of, like, Garth Marenghi's trying to get Dark Place rebooted. Yeah. Because now it's the 2010s, and everything from the 80s is getting rebooted. Yeah, I... I think you could continue the story, but I don't know if a series is exactly... Like, I don't think you could do a direct second season. I think you could do, like... Garth Marenghi's something else where it's like, yeah, so the the hospital didn't work, but me and the rest of the crew worked on another shoe show where we worked at a haunted zoo. Yes. And like, I'd be like, okay, it's this show again. They changed the, the setting. If it's just Garth Marenghi's failed projects. Yeah, because like, really what we care about in terms of arc mm -hmm. is what's happening with these actors. Yes. Like, what's happening on the show is... The actual show, Dark Place. It's, like, not even secondary. It's, it's like secondary. Tertiary. It's, like, tertiary. And it's, like, a weird way to tell the story of these actors. Yeah, like, you have to really be thinking about, oh, they removed Sanchez from the equation mm -hmm. so that Daglas would get the mm -hmm. dramatic goodbye with the dying girl. Yeah, like, you see the ego spikes and things like that. It's so well done. Yes. For, for, it's so well done, poorly done. Yeah. I. So mine is stay tuned caveat mm -hmm. of you could keep going with these characters, but not as a direct, uh, not as a direct sequel, like direct second season. But this is like the way British TV could really easily work. Yeah. I mean, we, we have that stay doomed category of like, is it over? Like, is it a complete story and it's just kind of done? 
and like dark place is. Yeah. Garth Marenghi isn't. So it's weird for us to say stay tuned or stay doomed. That makes sense. Uh, but yeah, I would definitely like more Garth. Uh, yeah, I would like to see more of Todd Rivers, Dean Lerner, and Garth Marenghi. Yeah, so I'd like to see more out of them. And we're gonna. Uh, and any more? I do not have any more. I, I have some news because Noah did some research. Noah did. Noah did. Noah did some research. I was quiet so that you could put the jingle in. Yeah. I was trying to, to just check out something about uh, the Garth Place. or uh, The Garth Place. The Garth Place. Dark Marangi's Garth Place. Uh, and I found on YouTube that if you had gotten the DVD, mm-hmm. there's audio commentary over every episode. Oh my god. In character. Oh my god. So like I listened to some of it and it was just like Dean being like I don't remember this part of the show. Okay. It's like, oh I I recorded these little intros for it. Did this originally air with the episode? <laughs> None of these episodes aired, Dean. Oh. Like I immediately like, I thought about buying the DVD. Yeah? Because the only the audio for the uh commentary is on YouTube. So I was like, I don't know if I want to just sit here and listen to this for two and a half hours without the video. Yeah, but, I could see that. But uh, yeah, it's it was hilarious. Like, the snippet that I got was hilarious. And since I want more Garth Marenghi, I might just sit and listen to it at work one day. Cool. And that was the research I did. Yay! So, Lara. Yes. What are we watching next week? So, it's not exactly a TV show. But I know a guy who knows a guy. Yes. And y'all know I like Disney. Yes. And around this time last year, we did a movie. Yeah, we did Crybaby Lane. You know, that banned Nickelodeon movie. Mm-hmm. So I've uh, come into a copy, let's say, of Song of the South. Yes. Um, and we have to do it soon because I, I'm not positive I get to keep it. Like, I think I might have to give it back to the right. guy who knows a guy who knows a guy. Right. Um, so we will be doing Song of the South for next yes. week's episode. I fully expect this episode to get pulled from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> Would you think they're going to let me just put clips of Song of the South on the internet? I mean, there are some. There are other YouTube videos that have not been pulled. Uh, we'll just have to be really careful about using zippity doo dah. Yeah, well, there that'll will be, be no the, songs. That'll be the thing they notice. Yeah. So we're going to be doing Song of the South. So we're going to be doing you know one of these fun Stay Doomed Rule Breaker episodes. And then, um, if you want to get ahead, we know what the next episode's going to be. Do we want to announce the episode after? Yes, yeah, it's, it's a thirteen episode. Yeah, it's, you're, you're, you might have trouble getting to uh, a, a copy of uh, Song of the South. So while you're waiting. Here's the next thing after that. We're really planning ahead this week, guys. Yeah. Uh, we are doing Vampires. V-A-N. Pyres. Uh, this is Kate Nix's suggestion. Yes. And uh, this look, I Google image searched it and went, oh, this is definitely the next episode. Yeah. By day, they're teenagers. By night, they're cartoon car vampires. This is going to be great. I'm so excited. It should be something else. Where can people see us? 
Where can people see us or where can people contact us? Where can people just get at us? Uh, you can email us at thestaydoomedshow at gmail.com or Facebook and Twitter at staydoomed. Where can people see us live? Uh, people who look strikingly like us. Okay, where can people fu- see people who look like us? Can see us at South Jersey Geek Fest on October 26th in Woodbury, New Jersey. And they can see uh, people who look like us and also us yes. at J1Con in Atlantic City, November 1st through 3rd. Woohoo! And if you got the seven reference that we made towards the beginning of the show and want to talk to me about it, I'm at TV's Noah. If you made the reference and are somehow not getting credit for it, I'm at Priorities. Until next time, stay doomed. What do you mean you're getting credit for it? Shut up, Liz!